This podcast was first broadcast on Mix 92.6. Go to Mix92.6.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts. And if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around Hertfordshire and from further afield. Now, last week, Cycling UK announced its 100 Women in Cycling for 2022 awards, its annual list celebrating inspirational women in cycling. Now, these awesome women are recognised for significant achievements promoting women's cycling. The list celebrates their outstanding work, whether that's sporting or industry accolades, spreading the word as an influencer or grassroots campaigning and support in the community. The list this year includes household names from sports such as Tour de France fan winner and road world champion Annemiek van Vluten, but also draws attention to the unsung heroes making a difference in their communities, the community champions like ride leaders, club matriarchs and founders of cycling groups that promote diversity and inclusivity. Sarah Mitchell, Cycling UK's Chief Executive, said at a time when people in the UK are turning to cycling in numbers not seen since the 60s, it's more important than ever to celebrate those who empower others, whether people want to cycle because it's an affordable, sustainable and healthy transport option or because it's simply fun. Now, I've taken a look at this list. I'll pop a link into the notes that go with the podcasts of this show and which you'll find on the podcast page of Mix926.com. And they are a truly inspirational bunch. Even better is that one of them is a local woman, Kate Jenkins, the founder of the not-for-profit Watford Cycle Hub. Well, I couldn't wait to talk to Kate and find out all about her achievements, and I thought that you might like to hear from her too. As is so often the case, she's a busy person, but she kindly set aside some time to talk to me, and I started by asking her what it was that she'd always loved about cycling. The activity, the independence, cycling as a child, being able to get out. So I played a lot of sports, so I was able to go and play that without having to continually say to my parents, you know, whether they could drop me somewhere. My first two-wheeler was when I was about four. And then where I was in college, I had to go across the city in order to be able to play sport. Um, So it facilitated all of that. And then just got back into cycling, really when I was in my 30s, when a friend of mine started a bike shop and used to run some lead rides through paths and bridleways that were just amazing and got me out and away from work and really enjoyed the countryside. That sounds really nice. So tell us where you were in your life when you had the idea for Watford Cycle Hub 10 years ago. So I was working very much in the corporate world and was probably working sort of 60 plus hours a week, traveling quite a lot and went on a couple of management courses and they ask you to do some visioning. And my immediate visioning was going to uh, the memories of being able to go out and um, mountain biking, 
getting to the top of a steep hill, um, looking out over the countryside. So it was really at that point I had an opportunity for redundancy and I grabbed that and looked at where I was in, in life, surprisingly got the redundancy and uh, decided, okay, I wanted to do something that was maybe some semi-retirement. Um, didn't quite work out that way, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's not to say that's a bad thing. So you were thinking of, of trying to do something that, that would be a job for you, but would hopefully combine that with doing the cycling that you loved. Absolutely. The things that I realised at that particular stage in life was that I was commuting from Watford. I knew very few people in Watford. I wasn't part of the community and I wanted to be able to put something back into the community I'd always loved tinkering with bikes. So I went and did a mechanic course and really one step led to another. And I found myself within four or five months looking at a business of an opportunity to sort of set up a, a cycle hub. Now, you said you'd been in the corporate world, but you set up the Watford Cycle Hub as a not-for-profit business. Why did you decide to do that rather than, you know, just going down the model of having perhaps a bike shop with a few add-ons? Because of the community aspect of it, very much so. Prior to setting up the Cycle Hub, I was a facilities manager. And therefore, I was touching on a lot of environmental aspects. What I was finding was that was a bit of a passion. Reduce, recycle, reuse. They were some of the ideas that started to come in to setting up the Cycle Hub. Okay. Now... That was all 10 years ago. And since then, you and your team, you've, you've trained thousands of kids and absolute beginner adults to ride. You've led thousands of guided rides and you've helped increase people's confidence on the roads, as well as all the practical stuff like refurbishing bikes and training apprentices and organizing bike donations to local charities. And all of those are fabulous achievements. But what makes you most proud? Number one, it has to be said, I haven't done that. That's the team. I think the fact that actually when times are tough, that it's the smiles on people's faces when they embrace cycling and they see the joy that I have had through my life cycling. And that's in all sorts of different ways, whether it's just that wind through your hair or whether it is almost the competitive element, or just being able to get to the top of that high ridge and look out over the countryside and enjoy the, the sun on your back. <laughs> yes. Now, just from what you've you've said there and from what I've, I've learned about the Hub, it seems like a, a lot of the successful projects have involved collaboration. Now, have you found that you know your corporate skills, your political skills, your negotiating skills have been, well, essential to what you're doing uh, at the Hub? Absolutely. I think I was keen to make sure that when we set up the Cycle Hub, the customer was the person who we put at the centre. Obviously, what I wanted to also try and do was to set up a, a really good team that were right at the very beginning, after I'd done my mechanic course and the inspiration from the bike station was to do, set up an alternative curriculum course with Chessbrook, the local education support unit. So that was really recognising that not everybody's an academic. I struggled to get my A-levels. I didn't complete my degree course. I still had a successful career in facility management. I'm not unique. What I wanted to do was try and find 
those opportunities. So 2012, obviously with the London Olympics, was really the start of a boom of cycling. And opportunities are right across that board, you know, from the mechanics in order to be able to do servicing and repairs, the cycle trainers and instructors, coaches, to be able to um, introduce people into cycling, to learn to ride, and then obviously develop those skills. But there's also the other aspects, which are things like materials and design, whether we could provide almost like a stepping stone to be able to spark some imagination or spark some skills that people hadn't necessarily realised they had to be able to find a pathway forward. Indeed. Now, Kate, the award that you've received from Cycling UK is for your work as an inspirational woman cyclist. Why do you think that it's so important to inspire more women to cycle? And what do you think it is that's holding us back? There's all sorts of reasons for some of the older generation. And that was something we found right at the very beginning when we started to do some women only cycling courses. And I have to say at this point, the collaboration and working with Watford Borough Council and particularly Caroline Roach provided that that ability to be able to really sort of reach out. So for the older generation, it might have been that there was one bike in a family and that went to the boy because he was doing a paper round or was expected to go out to work. It might be culturally, it's not acceptable. What I also found is at the time when I started up the um, Cycle Hub, there was an initiative from British Cycling, the Breeze Network, and that's developed and evolved in an incredible way, which is about organising rides for women. I mean, I think some of that was the drop-off rate of girls cycling in their teens or doing any activity in their teens is enormous. So it's really sort of that encouragement, but it was their bikeability, which is the new cycling proficiency. The government funding for that is significant. So encouraging children to be able to ride on the road. But actually, one of the barriers there is that if parents perceive the roads to be a scary place, then all of that investment is almost lost because children won't carry on if if their parents don't think they're safe. So if we could encourage more women, so mums, if they were more comfortable to be able to ride and to be able to ride choosing perhaps quiet routes so that they could help and support children and develop and evolve, then that that was a really positive thing. And we found that that worked and, you know, overcoming some of the basic barriers, which is... (laughs) absolutely the capability of being able to cycle you know that's the biggest barrier of all then that just really sort of builds and and um, develops so one of the schemes that the Watford Cycle Hub is currently involved in is the cycling without age scheme do you want to just tell us a little bit about that scheme and what your team are doing because I do think this is rather lovely well again I mentioned earlier on Caroline Roach at Watford Borough Council Caroline approached me one day and said, I've heard about this initiative. Do you think we could do something in Watford? Um, So with, I think, public health funding, she was able to um, secure the funding to purchase the trishaws. The trishaws are a bit like a rickshaw. 
So you've got two seats in the front and a rider on the back, which we call a pilot. And therefore, you've got two two passengers and they can be the older population or people with disabilities. And what we do is to promote rides. So come the 12th of December, we've got some rides going in um, and around the lights in Watford. So um, people that wouldn't necessarily be able to get out and see the lights and go through the, the arch of lights, we can take them there and they can really start to feel a part of the community in a way that they might not have experienced for a long time. And what kind of feedback do you get from the passengers who take part in this? It's Amazing. It's I haven't done this for years. So we've also got some rides on the 18th in Casbury Park, where alongside the Trishaw, younger family members could also ride along and be a part of, you know, almost a ride through the park altogether. I think that it really demonstrates the way that cycling isn't just about isn't just about pedalling and exercise and getting from A to B. It's so much more than that, isn't yeah. it? Well, I, th- I think, you know, more and more we're understanding the health benefits of being able to get out into the fresh air and enjoy the environment we're in. We're amazingly lucky in Watford and in the surrounding districts as well on the number of green spaces that we have. Being able to help people to realise quite what is on their doorstep is, is really good as well. Indeed. Now, the Watford Cycle Hub, it's its now, like we say, it's in its 10th year. What schemes are in the pipeline and what would you like to see it achieve over the next 10 years? <laughs> oh, wow. I think, like any organisation, we go through ebbs and flows. And we're moving, I think, in 2023 into a new period. We've come through COVID. We saw massive changes one that impacted on us, but also prompted us to to change some of the ways that we approach things. We've missed that opportunity to be involved so much with our volunteers. So that's something we'll definitely be driving forward in 2023. The cycle training is an area that we almost can't put on enough courses. So that's something that we're looking to evolve and develop. We would love to have more people that would train as instructors and coaches. Prior to COVID, we had a really thriving kids cycle club on a on a Friday evening. We were at the point of wanting to extend that out to Leavesden as well. But I think COVID has changed sort of some of the dynamics there. So getting volunteer coaches, getting them trained and involved would be really good to do. I'd love to be able to start supporting apprentices again. So some of the things that we had almost put on the shelf because, you know, circumstances didn't allow us to or the timing wasn't quite right. So it's those things that I'd love to be moving forward you know, from next year onwards. That sounds fantastic. It sounds like you've got lots of wonderfully ambitious things up and coming, which is good to hear. Kate, thank you so much indeed for telling us all about that and a big congratulations on your award. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. 
Well, what an inspiration she is. I was talking there to Watford Cycle Hub's Kate Jenkins, one of the Cycling UK's 100 Women in Cycling for 2022. And Kate asked me to tell you that the Watford Cycle Hub has got lots of very reasonably priced reconditioned bikes that would make excellent and more affordable Christmas presents. And you'll find similar pre-loved bikes at the Cotton Middle Cycle Hub in St Albans and indeed at many of the great local bike shops. And I have very fond memories of receiving such pre-loved bikes for Christmas presents when I was a kid. And I'm sure that Kate would be delighted to know that the findings of the Watford Beryl Bike Annual Rider Report are in and are showing that more people than ever are using Beryl Bikes to make the connections with public transport links and to take the place of car journeys. Not only that, but with the cost of living crisis really biting, cost has increased of importance this year to become a major factor for 20% of riders. We can rest assured that Kate's influence has been a hand in raising the profile of cycling in Watford and helping ensure that the facilities are there for Beryl and other bike users. I would love to hear if you've got any unsung women bike heroes near you. Let's give them the shout out that they deserve. You can get in touch via email. I'm on amanda.yorworth at mix926.com or look for Environment Matters on 92.6 on Twitter and Facebook. I'll be back with you at the same time next week. But until then, thank you for listening.